timed. We got, I love it. Welcome back to the Play on Words podcast. I have such a treat for you guys today. I have my friend, um, fellow entrepreneur, social media strategist. I think one of the best accounts to follow on the internet, um, world traveler, uh, all around awesome mama, my friend Car. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Beth. Thank you. Finally, we're doing this. I know we had so many times that we were both too crazy busy, but we're here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, okay. I want to hear, I want you to share everything with everyone listening about your life, but why don't you tell us a little bit about like, I'm, I'm wanting to hear like the moments of one, like you trusting yourself on like taking a leap. A lot of people listen to this podcast because um, they're like, well, I'm a teacher, but that's all I can be. And so then I might have been one of the first people that's like, Hey, actually you can still teach and have a different kind of lifestyle or, you know, there's speech pathologists, or there's a lot of people that want to start their own thing and don't know how to do it on their own. And I think you and I align so much because you are another person that says like, here's how you choose you. Here's how you do it. It might look messy at times. It might look like, and not only that, you are doing it with two kids while living in different countries constantly. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that, I'm like, that sounds crazy. Who is this person? <laughs> Who is she? She's unhinged. <laughs> She's unhinged. She's come undone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So tell us, tell us everything you want to tell us about your story. And then we'll like kind of dive into each of those parts. Yeah. I think like for the listeners, if you don't know me, I'm Car Brulhart. And like Beth said, I'm a social media strategist. I consult primarily on Instagram and I teach people how to use it to grow their business effectively, how to make more sales, how to get more followers um, and how to build a community that essentially cares about you. And um, I didn't just kind of like fall into this. I actually had a previous background in social media, as well as um, business development and partnerships. And I got my start actually in the marketing world, working for the United Nations World Food Program in Berlin, Germany. Um, and yeah, super <laughs> casual. I, I, before that, I was actually a tax accountant, believe it or not, uh, in Vancouver, Canada, because I'm Canadian. And <laughs> Yeah. And I quit my job two weeks after I met my now husband in Puerto Vallarta on a crazy like vacation. Um, yeah. And so then he was living in Berlin at the time. I quit my job. I moved to Berlin three months later after meeting him. For after meeting than, him? Yeah. Knowing him for less than 48 hours um, and talking every day on FaceTime. Oh we God. meet up in Australia over Christmas for four weeks together, getting to know each other. And then we agree that I am going to, in fact, move to Berlin um, in February. So I moved to Berlin. I have no job. I don't speak German. I literally have about $1,200 and a shitty box of clothes to my name that I thought would be a great idea to ship to Germany. It costs like $1,800 to ship that box of like crappy Forever 21 clothes. No. What? <laughs> that? Why did you um, just buy new clothes? Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like, if it's $1,800, I'm like, yay. That's like my dream is to have a new wardrobe. Yeah, it was a mistake. Um, <laughs> that was the only mistake. Um, but no, so then I, I quickly like signed up for German classes I learned German and five months in, I apply for a volunteer position at uh, WFP. 
And in short, I ended up getting offered a full-time contractor role there. And I go on to help build um, Share the Meal, which is now the most successful charity app ever, where you can feed children in need with less than a dollar a day. And that's where I really fell in love with everything social. So I was working with BCG, McKinsey consultants, like super whip smart people. And I quickly learned how to run a company, how to get funding, how to get press, how to grow an audience, how to you know run ads. We were doing anything and everything under the sun. And I loved it so much. And the only reason that I left was because um, Max got a promotion. He was working for Google at the time. He got promoted to go work in the New York office. We had the choice between New York and San Fran. And we were like, New York. And so oh we moved to New York. Yeah. Um, this is such a good story. I'm like, feel like I'm reading like a, like a rom-com. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like we, we got married like a year after we met and we moved to New York and I start looking for jobs, even though I couldn't work yet. So because I'm Canadian, I had to wait for a work permit and this was just when Donald Trump had been elected. And so he had essentially like frozen a lot of immigration, if you remember. Um, and I had to wait 10 months for my work permit to arrive, even though it was um, sponsored through Google. And oh in those 10 months, yeah, I couldn't work. And so I created an account on Instagram where I just started posting photos of Mexico and my travels in Mexico. And um, I started working and buying um, like artisanal crafts from indigenous communities and selling them on Instagram and then taking all those proceeds and donating them directly back to Mexican communities and causes. And because you couldn't make any money. So you had to, yeah. if you, if you made any money, you had to, to put it elsewhere. Is that yeah, exactly. Wow. And, and because I, I'd come off of like share the meal and I was like, how can I make a difference in the world? And um, I quickly learned that that was going to be really difficult, like product-based businesses, shipping things across the yeah. world, weight, like it wasn't for me, um, but it was an incredible experience because I learned how to build a community. I learned how to, you know, productize the business um, and in the same vein, I was interviewing for some of the, like some very exciting companies like Twitter and uh, charity love. Oh my God, charity water. <laughs> I was gonna say love actually. No, that's a movie. Um, charity water. And I stupidly, for anyone listening, I stupidly took the first job offer that came to me, even though I was in these really exciting interviews. Because I was so worried that what if I didn't get any job offers and mm. I was getting offered something at an ad tech company in New York and I was so excited about it and I was kind of promised this really shiny role where I was going to be head of innovation and it was like very exciting mm. and then I quickly realized it was like a disaster. It was a extremely toxic workplace. It was very much like who you knew, how long you'd been there over like smarts. And so I started getting bullied by the guy that was meant to train me and he sat next to me and it was just awful. And so another lesson learned, HR does not have your back. Do not yeah. go to mm -hmm. HR about they, your problems. You didn't have your back. 
Well, I was being set up from the beginning and I knew it like day one or week one of my role there, they would call me in and constantly be like, so how's it going with like with Tom? And and his name wasn't Tom, but and I was like, yeah, oh, fine. I think like, it's like day four, like it's good. And they'd be like, okay, so like he's uh he's he's helping you and he's training you. And I was like, uh, I think so. Like, yeah. And then slowly I started to realize like, there was a reason they were asking me to come into these meetings because Tom had this history of working with women and running them out of the job. So like there had been about four other people in my role before me and none of them had stayed because he was so horrible. And what? Why yeah, did they keep him? Exactly. But anyway, eventually it came to the point where it was like, it was me or it was him and they chose him. And so they let me go. Wow. <laughs> So that was shitty. Um, But then after that, um, a great opportunity came up with a vitamin subscription company, which was like totally my jam. They had offices in Berlin and in Brooklyn. And I was like, yes, this is back to my startup roots. Really what I'm good at is like building companies from the ground. And so I joined as head of social and partnerships there. And it was a dream. I got to bring my puppy to work. Um, I had an amazing, you know, I had an amazing contract, an amazing team. It was really creative. And then COVID hits. And so now we're in March, 2020. And I'm nine months pregnant with my first daughter, with my kid. And I lose my job two weeks before giving birth. And that was like a huge reckoning moment where I literally thought I'm never going to work again. Like, I'm never going to be hired again. The world is shut down. Like, this is it for me. I have a baby. Like, what am I going to do? And luckily, Max at the time was still working for Google. So he had a very secure job there. And I was able to take like a 10-month kind of mat leave. We moved in with my parents in Vancouver for six months. Don't ask me how we did that. (laughs) Today, I'm like, how did you do that? (laughs) Yeah, six months. Six months with a newborn. And your parents. Was it helpful? It was, it was so helpful. I think because everyone was like, you, you weren't sure what was happening. Oh yeah, I made some some weird errors in that year too. <laughs> not weird errors. choices, choices. Yeah, weird choices. It's like, I would not have made those in regular times, but pandemic times for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was like a real pandemic move. Um, And in that time that we were like there and I was figuring out what I was going to do, um, I started having some people approach me just through word of mouth um, to ask me if I would help them with their social media, like to essentially manage it, create the content. And I was like, amazing. Yeah. So I had two clients and I was charging them peanuts, like 500 bucks a month to do oh like gosh. what I do, like full service, like insane. But I was so happy and I loved it. And I felt so like useful and productive. Yeah. And it was really good for me at the time. Um, and so uh, along the same time, Instagram rolls out reels, right? Which is the short form video with the music. And um, I start playing around with it. And I remember exactly where I was when I posted my first reel. I was in Whistler, we were skiing and I was like, I'm gonna post a reel. And I posted it and I was like, this is so much fun. And I started digging into it more. And I was like, started to get shown accounts of women who were teaching Instagram, like tips and tricks and how to grow and how to make sales. And I was like, who are these people? Like, I've never heard of them. And I was like, I have so much information 
and knowledge, like building accounts from zero to like over a hundred thousand organically that I want to do this. Like I want to do reels where I show people how to use Instagram as a tool the way I have. And so I just started creating reels and um, I was so lucky that I was like an early adopter. And yeah. back then, you know, your reels, you'd post it and you'd get like 10K views in like two hours. It was like yeah. the golden years. <laughs> I miss those years. <laughs> and I was like, if, I, if a reel gets 10K now, I'm like, that was a good reel. <laughs> Finally, I made it. Yeah. But now, so um, it just started like that. And within... 30 days, I had 10,000 followers. And then like 35 days in, I had 15,000 followers. Um, and it just kind of went from there. And now I have close to 60,000. And I'm now also an official Instagram ambassador for the creator class of 2023. So that's the long story short. <laughs> that is so cool. And I love that. I, I also hit 10K followers in the pandemic, which is so funny because I've been on Instagram creating for like since 2014, um, I've had this account. Wow. And so it's like very slow, but I, I think it's interesting, like what you say, like, cause you are one of eight people that is on Instagram's team of creators, right? And so that you're talking about your slow build. And so I think that is such like a monumental part of your story that you're talking about building community and connection and and all of these actually la lasting <laughs> and meaningful relationships with people, not just like, follow me to buy, a, to have a deal on Amazon. Like that's, that's fine if you do that, but like your, like your goal was never to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be an influencer and tell people what they should buy. You're like, I'm going to tell people, help people explain their story so they can reach more people in the area that they want to help people. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not just saying this, like, yeah, all I care about was community, but tr truly, 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 I had no ideas of how I was going to monetize. I just thought, oh, maybe I'll get a few clients that I manage their social. And then the rest of it's actually just going to be to help small businesses that were all shutting down, like restaurants and yes. boutiques, like how can they take it online? Um, yes. And that was the goal. And if anything, I sort of screwed up. Like I, I wish I had created my email list a little bit sooner. I wish I had had a low ticket product that I'd offered earlier, you know, but um, I feel I'll like say. I did you know, we're like, how much money did we miss out on? But oh, I mean, that's, I, that's so much. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like still probably missing out. But no, I know. I think that like, you know, you pivot and you learn. And I did it as quickly as I think was humanly possible at that time with a newborn. <laughs> with a newborn. How, okay. I want to know how you did that with a newborn, but also that just made me think of um, like, there are so many, this is like something that's hard for me. There are so many people that have just like popped onto the social media scene and then they just like blow up in instantly. And like, it's like, how do you not get like upset when you're like, well, I've been talking about this and I have more research and I actually have done this and I'm actually fact-based and I've actually been here for this many years, but sure. Thanks. I love seeing that person's thing. How do oh you, my God, I love this question because it's so <laughs> honest and like, I am always honest is that when Oscar, so my second child, um, he's 17 months now, but so when he was first born, we were living in Lisbon. So we left New York, we left Brooklyn um, to live in Europe. Um, my husband left Google after 10 years, he needed a change. And, you know, that change meant moving to Europe. So we're in Lisbon, I had this baby. And this is now around the time when I start to see all these, like, 
everyone and their dog and cat show up as an Instagram coach or Instagram strategist. And I start to notice a, a pretty crazy decline in my own views, in my growth, in like, you know, sales were not affected, thank God. Yeah. But, you know, the other, those vanity metrics, and I started to feel like I took it personally. And I was thinking, oh, I like, I'm not relevant anymore. I'm redundant. People are bored of me. Or like, maybe something bigger is at play. Like people are talking about me behind my back. And around the same time, I was also kind of like, discovering that there were a lot of people that had used me for my early kind of like growth. Um, and they turned out to be very toxic, mean girls. And they had bullied me when I was like pregnant, right? So all this stuff was happening. I think I was like in a low key postpartum depression for a little bit. And I really thought about quitting. I was like, what's the point of this? Like, what am I even doing? I'm spending all my time on Instagram and it's not even like rewarding anymore. And anybody who's ever done, you know, who's grown their own account can now call themselves a coach or a strategist. And that's been hard, but, you know, I quickly kind of let go of that. I realized that that was not helpful it wasn't serving me. And instead I decided to like reframe my thinking and think like every time I did see somebody new pop up and see like their crazy followers or their views, I would get excited for them. And I would be like, wow, it's possible for me too. And I noticed that when I started to think that way, things started to change for me. Um, I also started to mute a lot of people. Um, even if I followed them, I don't really look at anybody in my industry at what they're doing, what they're talking about. Same. I'm sure you feel right. Because yeah, I do not look people will be like, do you see blah, blah video? I'm like, I have no idea who that even is. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I think that's really healthy because what I would notice is in the beginning, especially I tried to be friends with everybody. Anybody yes, that, that themselves, is such a right? beginning thing. That is such oh, a beginning thing. Oh. Such a rookie mistake. And that doesn't mean you <laughs> can't be friendly or like, you know. If I meet you in real life, great, yeah. hi. Like, yeah. I would love to chat, but I'm like, I don't need to consume your content. I need to be worried about who's watching my content. Yeah, because you lose your creativity and you lose your individual voice. And then yeah. what ends up happening, and what I think we're seeing now on Instagram is that so many people's content looks the same, it sounds the same. It's using the same trending audio, the same little trends because everyone's, it's embarrassing. Everyone's just looking at what the other person's doing and there's just not a lot of originality. Yes. You know, that's a really good reminder to just say good for them. That means it's, it's good for me too. Um, there's so much like that and also like mom shaming in comparison too. like, I feel like then social media made it so much worse. I talked to so many parents that are like, somebody just posted that their three-year-old can read and my oh, cat, no. you know, like things like this, just like, oh my, get off, get off, stop looking at people. Like it's, yeah. it's so hard. But for me, I, I, I have to remember like what you're saying, like the community thing, like, why am I here? If I'm here to like compare, that's not a good reason to be here, but if I'm here to help people, then I just need to focus on helping people. I think and, so. And then you attract that. Right. And it's so much uh, it's just like a load gets lifted when you just realize like what Sally is doing. Like, I've never met a Sally. I don't know why I say Sally. What Sally is doing is none of my business. How much money Sally is making is none of my business. Like my business is this is what I am doing. Yes. And building this. And, and I think, um, I, yeah, it's, it's like, 
people follow in general too many people. And so yeah. I, why I like to follow you. And, and this is something that is so like, I don't follow accounts that are like, I'm a marketing expert. I'm this, <laughs> like, it's just so much. And it's just like, there's no, there's no craft and no one has like craft anymore. They're just like, here, I'll tell you this, but you're like actually you and you are like, here's what I know straight from the source. Here's how to help you. You're not like, this is how you grow on Instagram. You're like, this is, this is one strategy for one company that might be interested in this. Like you're mm-hmm. very strategic about, about that, which is probably how you're able to keep going all the time. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's definitely, it, it can be hard. And I think that seasons, as you know, like on Instagram where you're like, why did I create that content before? Like, I want to do this now, or like, yeah. this is fun or this is happening, but I think just sticking to your message and mm-hmm. remembering that like repetition is really important. Um, yeah, that's, is, I was just going to say, what what advice do you have to people starting out? Oh my gosh, so much advice. But I would say like, number one, put up your blinders. Like do not fall into that trap of following everybody like Beth and I are talking about. Um, you know, go ahead and follow people, do your research, but then mute them or unfollow them. Like you don't need that. The second thing would be, consistency is like honestly it's so over overused that word but it truly means like treat this as you would if you were an employee somewhere it's not like a hobby it's not a you know every few days if you feel like it you post something um it's stick to your schedule repeat your messaging like if you have a great idea or a great concept or something that you learn that you know can help people don't just post about it once post about that all the time and Mm. I think that's something people get wrong is like they'll do something once and then they're like oh I can't talk about that again or I can't talk about it again like in two weeks because like I just talked about it and that's like such an old way of using Instagram it's like Instagram is not showing our content to like not even half of our audience so I I I have like this moment the other day where I was like, I did a question box and somebody was like, I wish that you had courses. And I was like, I know. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> because seriously it, though, like, you I was like that's all I do. More. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, I have 25 courses. I have <laughs> virtual. I've had in person. I teach teachers. I teach people that are starting their own, um, you know, tutoring company. Like yeah. I, have, I have stuff for parents. I have babies. I was like, Oh no, I'm not doing a good job. Yeah, here. right. Isn't that wild? Like when something that it's like, no, that's what I do. And they're like, I don't know. So yeah, good, good, it's, it's good like, reminder. It's like, oh no, yeah, that's that's here. Sorry, I didn't talk about that. Because then you get like you get like weird, like I don't want to like annoy people. It's like, no, people are not paying attention. People have no time. They're here for three no seconds. Time. Yeah. So, Speaking of time, okay, I ha, tell us, tell, tell me about um, <laughs> share how, with the class. <laughs> share with the class here. How in a world do you live all over the world with two kids and run your own business? Because <laughs> we're insane, Beth. Like we're really starting to realize that this is not this is a lot. No, yeah, um, they're little too. Like I have a friend who yeah. who lives in another country every year with one kid and that, that that's like a 10 year old you have two tiny kids yeah so charlotte's three and a half oscar is one and a half effectively um and 
I think like it just starts from like who Max and I are as people. Like we love to travel. We love food. Oh, we love meeting people. We love adventure. Um, we, we hate monotony and routine to an extent. We are very much routine creatures of habit, but I don't know. The idea of like, I'm from Vancouver, right? The idea of being in the city where I grew up and never leaving, that would be like hell for me, I think. So when we met, like it was very clear, we were both like very similar in that sense. And so we had all these conversations, obviously before we got married, before we started a family, which is like so key about what our expectations were and what we, our biggest dreams were for our lives. And this was it. It was like, you know, we'll never stay in one place just because it's easy. Um, we're going to prioritize travel over, you know, um, buying things or luxury things. And that's kind of just been like our ethos about that. And the way we make it work, honestly, is we we hire help. We have nannies. Um, the kids go to school or daycare like full time since they were little. Um, that was difficult at first for me, like as like a bleeding heart that's like, should I be with my kids all day? But I realized that like, that's not me at all. Um, like I need to be doing my stuff in order to be a good parent. Yeah, it's so, yeah. so important to remember. I have so many friends that have that, that balance. It's like, that's the best thing you can do is be fully like filling your cup up. That is going to make you like, you, it's not the amount of time. It's like the, like, I am fully with my kids when I'm with them. Like I, this is how I balance it. They're taken care of. They are loved. Like they yeah. have the attachment and yeah. But I think there's also like downsides to it, right? Like it, it can be really lonely. It's always hard in the beginning to like find and meet friends and you find yourself almost like, this sounds terrible, but like lowering your expectations with people because you're like, I need to make friends. Like I can't compare these people to my best friends that I've just left behind in Berlin. Um, yeah. You need to be really open about that. So that can be difficult. Um, it can be also like hard to be away from our families. You know, we're, that's why we moved to Mexico city because in Lisbon, it was really, it was quite crazy in the sense that we were very much alone. We had no family really like Max's dad was in Germany, but he's older and has his own life. So we didn't see him a lot. And yeah, my parents were so far away in Canada. So when we decided to come here, it was like, we prioritized the family aspect of it because we have a lot of family here. Like a lot of my cousins and my aunts and uncles live here. Um, and that was like the guiding force behind our move to Mexico. But yeah, it was a huge gamble, you know, with any of these huge international moves, you never know if they're going to be great. Like to be truly honest, I was really unhappy in Portugal. I did not like living there. Um, I met some incredible friends that I'll be friends with for life. Like they're like my sisters. Um, and that was the most incredible part of, of Portugal, I would say. Oh, but it wow. was how, how long were you there? We were there for a year and a half. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was, wait, was that your most recent before Mexico? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And Max or not Max. What's your baby? Yeah, name? Max. Oh yeah. Max. Okay. Um, it's, uh, he was little. Oh, sorry. Oscar, the baby. Yeah. Oscar. Oscar. Was wait. Okay. I was like, wait, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Oscar was born in Oscar was born. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. that was like a crazy time. You had a toddler and a new baby and we're living in a place that you didn't absolutely love. Yeah. 
and yeah. and running your business and running my business and but you know Lisbon was great because it really focused me and I think it was like where I had my biggest aha moments about where I needed to take this business and how I wanted to scale it, what was important to me, what wasn't important to me. Um, yeah. And so you like trim the fat while you were there. Sorry. These uh, pardon. <laughs> I said, so you felt like you like trimmed the fat of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Like I stopped trying to be everything for everybody. Like, and that is so like, there's a lot behind that. And I mean that in like every, every shape, way, and form. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Uh, there are so many parts that I had a question at, and then I was just like, also just like listening. If you could see the video, like my, my mouth open, like listening, like <laughs> leaning in <laughs> because I was like, this is so crazy. Um, okay. So I guess, oh my gosh, what can you talk about, um, how you, like I'm I'm thinking of the people that are like starting a community on Instagram or social media in general, like three things that you think. So I I'm a big proponent of like, let's figure out the three values, like, and, and put those down. So if it doesn't follow those three values, don't post about it. Like, what are three things that you would say, like people need to keep in mind when they're starting? Cause I know I've talked to moms that want to start like a mom group. I've talked to um, teachers that want to start like a, their own tutoring business. Like all these people, like, how do you, and I love that you talk about like that it's community, not like selling, like, because that's, that can't be the reason that you start showing up on social media, I think. Mm -hmm. But like, what are three things that you would tell people, any of these people, maybe yeah. let's try the mom starting a community. I think like one thing though, is that women, especially we have this huge thing about selling. Like we, from the people I talk to and work with, and even myself at first, like we're taught to feel bad about selling. Like it's a bad thing, but I would say like, even if your goal is to sell, that's okay. And I kind of want to mm. reframe that narrative because mm. selling can come from a place of service and selling gives women autonomy, right? So take it as like a position of power, like reclaiming our power. Then it becomes really powerful and like, it changes that gross discourse in our heads, right? Like who told us we couldn't sell? Some man told us that like thousands of years ago, you know? Yes. So that's why I take on selling. But um, I think like when you're starting to build a community, I think what a lot of people kind of get wrong because it's a very fine line and it can be hard to explain, but unless your goal is to become an influencer, it shouldn't all be about you. Mm content shouldn't be you centric or me centric. It's got to be about the audience and what the audience needs and wants. And that can even reflect in how you write a hook, you know, like three things I learned when I went skiing. It's like, mm, nah, what about like three things you were doing wrong when you're skiing at Whistler, you know, all of a sudden it becomes like way more specific. It becomes much more targeted and audience centric. So that's like one thing that I see people get wrong. The other thing, believe it or not, is thinking that regardless of your niche, that you have to have the answer and solution to everything, like every problem, every question, you do not. Stick to yes. your lane, stick to your expertise. The more like specific you can get about what that is, honestly, the better. And try to monetize that one thing that you are very good at instead of saying like 
you know, let's use marketing as an example. I'm good at email and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And so I'm going to sell products for all of these things. You're going to dilute yourself and you're not going to be known for something. So I would say like focus on the one that you love the most, because that's where you'll be able to shine the most and sell the most. Um, and then finally, I would say also, it's like, don't be Google. Don't give me stuff that's super basic, that isn't very helpful or entertaining, but is more like something I could have just like found online. Like your unique perspectives and viewpoints and angles and positions are what are going to make you stand out. Oh my gosh, that's so good. That's so good. I feel like I'm going to cut, cut the rest of the podcast and just post that. And there. <laughs> and there. Um, wow, that's so good. Okay, what's next for you? Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> no one asked me that. Wow. What's next for me? Honestly, I think it's like really taking my social department um, group coaching program to the next level. It's It's scaling it. Um, I've been refining it. It's my group coaching program where essentially it, I help you grow your following and make more sales in 90 days. That's my program promise. And I have been creating and curating the social department since I was pregnant with my one and a half year old because it was my mat leave plan. I was like, I need to have recurring income while I have this baby that is low, low effort um, and creates a lot of white space on my calendar, but doesn't completely take me away from the business because I didn't want that. And so I created social department and it has evolved from what started off as a $45 membership to now upwards of some people pay upwards of 947 a month for the membership. But it is essentially, I'm so proud of it. And the transformations inside of it are huge for every member. Um, and it's essentially becoming this place where you get coaching from me, like one-to-one -one coaching. And on top of that, you have this incredible group of women who are all building businesses. There's OGs in there. There's all kinds of people in there. And you also have tons of resources that are organized in a way that they meet you where you're at when you need them. It's not like, here's 25 videos you need to watch to become an expert at Instagram. Instead, it's like, I'm thinking of creating a new page today. Um, here's a post about that, how to get started creating a new account. And you can find that easily. Or like, how do I make more sales with my carousel posts? Oh, go watch the you know content strategy, um, 12 minute video at 1.2 speed, and then do the three bullet points exercise. Um, you know, my conversions are low. What do I do? Oh, go into sales 101 channel and go to the post that says what to do if your conversions are low. So it's like meeting people exactly where they're at and I am so, so excited about it because I see more and more members coming every time I open the doors, uh, more and more positive feedback. And so I think the next step might be, and this is crazy because I'm all about organic growth, but it might be putting some ads um, mm -hmm. and, and bringing more audience into social department to scale it. And then eventually I want to hire some coaches who will eventually just coach for me. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's the idea. Why don't you hire me? Yeah. <laughs> Just come join. You're going to love know. it. I know. Oh my gosh. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love 
I love everything that you're doing. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm like, I feel, I hope that everyone listening feels as excited as I do. Cause I'm like, wow, I got to go look at my social media. I got to analyze what I'm doing more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should just come. I'm going to invite you to a call so you can just come and listen in because okay. it's so fascinating. We do these weekly calls on Tuesdays where, you know, upwards of 25 people will come and you write coaching if you want to be coached and then your camera has to be on. And then you ask your question and we walk you through it. I provide you with clear steps to get to that goal that you're after. And most people that join don't ask a question. And it's not because they don't have a question. It's because they just want to come and learn. Oh, wow. Wild. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes it makes so much sense because I've done like, I do groups, not necessarily in social media, but like on teachers that are leaving their field to start like their own practice. So like we talk about how to tell your story, like to get new clients and stuff. And it's like, you, I forget, like you, like, I, I like forget what happens, you know, like people are saying, well, what about this? I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thought that I once had, you know, like where people are like, oh, I just like go up and meet parents after school. And that's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, you know, like things like that, like where you just like forget. So like, I feel like that would be so fascinating. Cause then you, when you go back to like someone asking a question like that, you're like, Oh yeah, that is something that happens on social media. Oh yeah. That is, I have that question too. You know? And so everyone would be like, Oh yeah, my question, I, I'm building a math space and not a reading space. So like, but that still is the same for me. So Absolutely. it's probably like that in, in those. Where yeah. Like start recording and documenting all of these like little questions and you'll be able to have like a huge guide for like how to approach these things. Cause you have all this like knowledge, but how do you disseminate that? And that was like a big problem I had, you know, I created a power of reels course where I just taught reels and that was incredible. Um, yeah. but then it was like, now what, how do I keep doing this without sacrificing my time and time with my family and yeah. hit my audacious revenue goals, which I, I hit this year. I hit my revenue goals six months into the year. Yes. What? That's amazing. You're yeah. crazy. <laughs> I love it shows you like when you get really clear and you also go through like the process, you can't just expect it to happen. And that's what I kept. That's what we get sold on Instagram is that this should be happening for you immediately if you do these three things. And it's like, I even fell for it. And I was seeing like people who I later found out had been in business for seven, eight, nine years, making multiple six figures a year. And year one, I made six figures. I hit $100,000 10 months into my business. And I was like, yeah, this is normal. And then I realized, like, I think less than 1% of businesses make that much. And so, you know, and then the year after that, I increased it by 30%. And this year I've increased it by 70%. And I'm like, this is not normal. Like, this is like the culmination of so many things, including yeah. my almost 10 years of experience in the marketing world. Right. Well, I was going to say it's, it's the experience, it's the hard work and it's, um, the authenticity, like, like the undeniably yourself. I just watch you, but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. I, I don't know how long I followed you, but a, a few years, I would say, right. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, I think we so, met like around 2021, early 2020. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Like that, that girl gang era. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. But that um I can tell like in just like the more like narrow you go in like in how authentic, like don't care if this offends someone, like this is my truth, this is honest, this is whatever. The more specific you go there, like I'm like the more I wanna I I trust you and want to go to you for that. So it makes sense to me that like you have increased so much and hit your goals in six months this year, because I see your content getting more and more refined and just being like, this is what it is. Not like, I mean, not that you ever were like trying to be that way, but you are just like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Bye. Not here to please you. And that's so good. Yeah. But you do this too, Beth. Like you do this so well. Like, I think I was so surprised. I don't know why it just shows you how inauthentic people are when we first talked on a zoom, I forget what it was for. Um, anyway, or we did our live and I was like, holy, you're the same as you are on Instagram. <laughs> like you're actually cooler. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm in love with you. <laughs> Ditto. I was like, well, Car is my best friend. Um, no, but it, it is funny. People do say that to me. They're like, you are exactly like you are on the internet. And I was like, I, what else would I be? Like, yeah. right? It's like, I, what? I, like, people are different. That's crazy. Do you know what? Somebody once told me this. I don't know if somebody told me this or if I just told myself this, but I, <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm thinking about it and I go, maybe I just think this. I try to do, like, if I wouldn't have this conversation on FaceTime with a friend, then I wouldn't share it on social media. Like, you know, like not that I would share everything that I would have in a conversation with a friend yeah. on social media, but like, if it feels like I'm like, <clears throat> let me put my lipstick on. Hello. Welcome to my Instagram page. I am like, I have to, it has to feel, and it's so funny because I cannot batch. Oh, there's your puppy. <laughs> I cannot batch content, which is probably a story for another day, but like I, <laughs> that maybe that's why I feel so authentic is because it is in the exact moment that I have the thought that I have to record it. But that's so powerful and it works for you. And honestly, a lot of the content I post is in the moment, but it's because we're like, if you're listening to this, this is not advice. If you're getting started, it's absolutely not. Beth and I have been in this for years, right? It's like autopilot for us. We have an idea. We know what works, how to create it, you know, the message, the hook. Um, but it's it's not easy if you are not like, if, if that's not your background. That's true. That's true. I will say that like, I do think in like, oh, this is how I can now package the thought. Like I'll be like, at, I was at a soccer game and I was at the women's soccer game and I had this, this moment where um we we started the wave um these <laughs> these little girls behind us were like um were like we want to do the wave the whole game They're like we want to do the wave we want to do the wave and oh. it was really it was really funny so then like you know my boyfriend was like I heard these little girls want to do the wave should should we do the wave and like and I was like yeah and he's like you guys want to do the wave and no one heard him I was like I was starting to get like a little embarrassed I was like oh my god I'll just stop just stop like stop trying to do it because like because he's like I'm gonna do the wave and so he's like hey we're gonna do the wave and he's like three two one starts doing the wave nothing three oh. two one nothing I mean six times and I'm starting to get like a little bit like I'm like a little uncomfortable because I'm like it's sort of like the people around us aren't participating they're just like what like, jerks what jerks right and so then Anyway, like finally he yells to the um, the guy selling hot dogs. He's like, tell them over there, we're doing the wave right now. 
three, two, one. And we go, we go so big and it takes off and it goes around the whole stadium twice. Yeah, twice. And I mean, like, I have like chills all over my whole body. And then he and I like look at each other and we're like, we did that. <laughs> but, then, but then, but he, but he was like, that's the cool thing about the wave is that nobody knows where it started. And it just takes one person not giving up. And I was like, whoa, I know. I was like, that's so deep. I know. Do I marry this guy? Because every <laughs> before this call, I'm like, check, check, check. I know. <laughs> I have to cut that part out. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but no, and we were both like, yeah. And I was like, that is the same thing for like, that's what's true for like everything, right? In life, like it does oh. just take one person not giving up. And then, and so that circling back to social media is that I was like. I do think in ways that I can like package real moments into like explaining why that matters. So then I, I like did like make it into a post, I think at one point that was like for parents, for teachers, for kids, it just takes persistence and one person not giving up and years from now, we will not know who made this change, but it will have changed everything. And I'm going to cry. Cause that is so like, if you're listening to this, this is like right now in a time when there's a war going on in the middle East and uh, there's a lot I think that is in what you just said for us to feel like we can move forward as humans really know who that person is yeah. like you just know that the, you just see the change that happened oh my god I think we should end on that I know we have to that's yeah <laughs> well Car, thank you for being here <laughs> thank you so much this was so fun